Lessons from the Life of a Giant, Episode 40. Are you ready to make your law firm a profit-generating machine that will free up your time and skyrocket your impact? With more than two decades of business growth experience and having proven that you can be successful while prioritizing your family and your impact, introducing the Profit with Law podcast. I am your host, the creator of the firm differentiator 10x effect, Moshe Amsel. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Profit with Law. I am your host, Moshe Amsel. And uh, first of all, you may have noticed that there is um, a missing episode or we've deviated from our normal schedule of releasing an episode on Tuesday. Unfortunately, last week, uh, we had a death in the family. I lost my grandfather. And the beginning of this week was the holiday of Rosh Hashanah, the new year for Jewish people. And as a Jew and celebrating that holiday right on the cusp of uh, observing Shiva for my grandfather, it just uh, made releasing an episode on Tuesday a something very difficult. So I decided to push the episode to Thursday. However, I do have an interview podcast to release this week as well. So we'll put out an episode on Friday as a bonus episode. We'll get back to our regular schedule next week. And I appreciate for my regular avid listeners who were eagerly waiting, awaiting an episode, I appreciate your patience and uh, we'll get back to our regular programming schedule next week. Now, I wanted to take this episode to pay tribute to my grandfather. And before you start to question, you know, why you need to hear um, anything about my grandfather, I want to share with you that his life and the way that he conducted himself is a example to how we should conduct ourselves every day in business, in operating our, uh, not just our business, but our life. And that's why I think that it's important for you to just listen to his life and some of the, the nuggets and things, tidbits that, that he's done and how it's influenced me and the direction that I take. And I think that you'll be able to walk away from this with something. And I, I don't think you'll be wasting your time uh, listening to some of his story. So I appreciate you coming with me for this ride. As I spend a little bit of time talking about some of the amazing things that he's done in, in his life um, and how it can influence us. Now, before I jump into the episode itself, I just want to put this out there. A number of people have come to me looking for coaching. Unfortunately, my one-on-one coaching is, um, is not cheap. Uh, many of them cannot afford it. In addition, it's I'm almost fully booked right now. And there's a lot of people who are looking to just get a leg up. And what I'm doing is I'm running, for the very first time, I'm running a 90-day group coaching program. And the, the intention of the program is to help you get really clear on the direction of your law firm, get really clear on where you want to take the firm in 2020. As we enter into and begin Q4 of 2019, 
um, it's time to start looking at the upcoming year and what you want to put into place and what you want to do. And there's no time like now to really get clear on not just what you want to accomplish, but how you're going to accomplish that. So if you're interested in uh, participating in this program, um, I'm just going to throw this out there that the program is going to normally be $5,800 for the 90-day coaching transformation. And I'm going to be doing it at half price because it's the first time I'm running it. And I just want to put some people through it and take them through, through the motions of of this program. So there's nothing fancy here. I don't even have a web address to send you to. Just shoot me an email. My email address is mamsell at dreambuilderfinancial.com. You can reference uh, previous show notes uh, or the show notes of this episode if you didn't catch that. mamsell at dreambuilderfinancial.com. I'm going to be starting this uh, uh, shortly in the next um, uh, 10 days or so. So today's October 2nd. By October 15th, hopefully, we'll have kicked it off. Uh, Because I do want, it's a 90-day program and I want it to get you ready for 2020. So I don't want to go too far into the new year with it. You don't have a lot of time. Shoot me an email. Let me know that you're interested and uh, we'll schedule a brief phone call to discuss your, your situation, whether you're a fit, what exactly the program covers, and whether it makes sense for you. So if you're interested, just send me an email and we'll take this conversation further. So now let's just jump back in here. So this past week, unfortunately, my grandfather passed away and he was 90 years old and he came to the United States from Nazi Germany at the age of of 11, I believe, with his father. Now, unfortunately, his mother, his twin brother and sister were held back. They were unable to come along with him. One of his siblings had gotten sick and they weren't able to get on the boat and there was never another opportunity for them to get out. Uh, They perished in the Holocaust in Auschwitz. My grandfather arrived here with his father with basically the shirts on their back. I'm assuming that they had you know, some personal belongings with them, but no job to speak of, no, nothing that they were coming to that to get them, get their feet on the ground and, and to be able to get started. And my great grandfather was a businessman and went into business here, raised my grandfather and he, he had some success. And, uh, with that success, together with some cousins, uh, made an investment in a piece of real estate. And I'm going to circle back and come back to this, but I want to talk about uh, my grandfather and just the type of person that he was. He, he was always very, very giving. And he also conducted him, himself in a manner where he truly led by example. He didn't tell you how you should act. He didn't tell you what you were doing wrong or how you should behave. He simply acted in the manner that he expected others, especially his children and his grandchildren, to act so that they can just follow his example. And some of the ways that he just went out of his way to give to others are absolutely extraordinary and phenomenal. One thing that was mentioned at his funeral, somebody uh, told about how he used to, there was a bus that would go from where he lived in Muncie, New York, to uh, New York City to Manhattan, and 
he would drive. He he was commuting into the city himself, and he drove his car. So he would drive behind the bus, like follow the route of the bus after the bus had already come to see if anybody had missed the bus and needed a ride into the city. And he would then give them a ride. He always opened his home to guests, to strangers, people who just needed something. He was always very giving. If somebody was in need of of money or help in some other way, uh, he was the first in line to give them a handout, give them a helping hand, and and raise them up. He also never uh, he he never looked at somebody else asking for a favor as them asking for a favor. A, a, a perfect story that was relayed at the funeral is he was going. He was going away and his neighbor was was hosting a bunch of family over and they needed a place to put some of them up. So they asked if they can use some of the rooms in his house. And um, he, in turn, they ended up using five bedrooms in his home to house their guests. And he had gone to, to Israel. And when he came back, he had a, a custom-made uh, um, trinket um, in you know, made in Israel for his neighbor, and when he gave be- came back, he gave him a gift, and he said, "Thank you so much for watching over my home for me while I was away." You know, it it wasn't that they were looking for a, it wasn't that he was doing them a favor for housing their guests. They did him a favor by watching over his home. That was the the type of of person and the personality you know, that he exuded. He, he gave a lot to his synagogue uh, when they were building his, the synagogue that he attended in, in the later part of his, of his life. And, uh, you know, he was very generous with that. Also, he, he had Alzheimer's and it was a 20 year stint, the last 20 years. And the, in the early years, it wasn't nearly as bad, but in the last five or six years, yeah, he really, um, uh, went through a lot of change and, and degraded a lot. And something that is so common with people who start to lose their memory, who, who suffer from Alzheimer's, is they become a different person and they become very difficult to be around and they, they get very agitated, angry, and it, you know, to the, to the extent that often family doesn't know what to do with them and, and will put them you know, in a home. He never, he never conducted himself in that way. He always was a happy person even in in this degraded state he always was a happy person and people grandchildren great-grandchildren were always excited to see him he he was excited to see them and you know he he uh, conducted himself as a grandfather would even though he had no idea who these children were going back to the the piece of real estate this is really the impetus of why I do what I do my experience that I've experienced in my grandfather's generosity from what he was able to accomplish with um, an investment that that he and his, and his father and some cousins made. So this piece of real estate in New York City is an apartment building. They started to convert it into co-ops and uh, that started to generate some some extra cash that obviously was his, you know, his nest egg or his, uh, it, um, wealth vehicle. And, um, he started to give money to his grandchildren, his children, his grandchildren, and even his great grandchildren. 
he started to to make certain commitments that happened at year over year. For example, he started to contribute a certain amount of money towards his grandchildren, his great grandchildren's private school tuition. He also set aside money to give to each grandchild, um, and I imagine great grandchildren too um, would have received it if they had gotten married and and gotten to this point, but he set aside money to be given to each of his grandchildren for a down payment for their first home. And being on the recipient end of this kind of generosity, when you're young, a young family, either newly married or, or you have young kids and you're buying your first home, every penny makes a difference. And when somebody can come and just give you a you know a check for multiple tens of thousands of dollars and say here this is for you to get started on life it is an absolute game changer it is it 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 changes it changes your life in in a great way for the better and having experienced that generosity and what it did for for me and what it did for my family to be on the receiving end of that impacted me so greatly that it has influenced my mission statement and my my mission statement is to empower all people with wealth creation so that this and future generations can lead a better life this is what we do here at dream builder financial and what i'm striving to do with the profit with law brand um, helping law firm owners become successful at their law practice is only the tip of the iceberg what my real intention is, is to help them use their law firm as a vehicle to create wealth, to then build f- further wealth so that they can go out and impact the world, whether it's u- using that money to provide for their children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren, or whether it's using that money to provide for a charitable cause that means something specifically to them that will then, in turn, change the world. Having been on the recipient end of this kind of kindness, I realized that if I empower other people to do the same, this world can totally change to be a much better place. And I can have a part in that by helping people be able to do so. And that's really what drives me forward in my efforts. That's really what drives me forward in what I do. So I wanted to come here on the podcast and and share some of this with you because you have a choice every day. Every day you have a choice. How are you going to live? How are you going to conduct yourself? How are you going to conduct yourself in business? Um, I'll share another story. My grandfather had to mail something that was due on a certain day and he, he gave it to my mother and he asked her if she can try to get it to the post office before they closed and she obviously wasn't going to make it before they closed. And, um, but she had a postage machine at work, I guess. I'm not sure the details exactly of the story, but basically she offered to post date the envelope for that day, even though it would go out in the next day's mail. And my grandfather turned to her and he said, but that would be dishonest. So I'll just have to live with the repercussions of it being late and told her not to do it. That level of honesty, that level of integrity is 
what is required for people to, to not see through a facade, for people to see who you really are. My third core value that I live by is honesty. And unfortunately, I didn't conduct myself in an honest way throughout my entire life. I've had plenty of spans where I was dishonest, dishonest with people that loved me, dishonest with myself, dishonest with my parents. And I have spent a lot of time in the last 10 years or so working on that to conduct myself in an honest fashion and to try to keep honesty. And I strive to reach the level that my grandfather was at. I don't know if I'm there. I don't know if, if, if I would be able to have the same um, backbone and the same conviction. Um, I hope I, I would, but I don't know. But that's where I'm striving to be. And in a, another episode of this podcast, I don't know which episode it was, I shared with you Michael Hyatt and Daniel Harkavy in their book, Living Forward. One of the exercises that they have you do is to write your own eulogy. And when I was standing there at my grandfather's funeral and I was hearing what people were saying, you know, sometimes you go to a funeral and you can tell that people are trying to say really nice things about the person who died, but it's all very vague and nonspecific because it's not really true and they just don't have anything nice to say about the person. So they're, they're fishing and, you know, um, skirting the issue. And as I stood there at my grandfather's funeral and I heard the absolute conviction and stories and just the way that everybody spoke about him with, with such surety and such agreement from speaker to speaker to speaker, they all had, a similar vein and similar things that they were sharing about the type of person that he was and how he conducted himself in. He always acted like a prince. I remember my grandfather always walked around in a shirt and tie and, um, and a jacket whenever he left the house. I sure I saw him with his jacket off in the house, but he always had a jacket on a sport coat or a suit on when he left the house. That's how he, that's how he dressed. That's how he conducted himself because that's how he felt. He felt that he was regal, that that was, you know, that was who he was. And when I stood there at the funeral and I, and I heard the way that people were talking about him, it reminded me of this exercise. It reminded me of this write your own eulogy exercise and how powerful it could be. Because if you really think about what you want to be known for, if you really think about what you want other people to talk about at your funeral, what you want people to talk about after you die, when they're sitting in mourning for you and people are sharing stories about how amazing you were, what are, what are they sharing? What are they talking about? What are those stories? If you really start to think about that, it, it hits home and, and it really helps us figure out what is it that we should be doing. Now, maybe practicing law is not what you should be doing. Or practicing law is exactly what you should be doing, and you should be doing it in a different fashion than you're doing. Or maybe owning a law firm is what you should be doing and empowering your employees to be amazing people and team members. And you're right now focusing on doing the, the work. You're focusing on, on being the 
the worker and being the associate as opposed to being the business owner. And I'm not saying you're doing anything wrong. You could be acting exactly the way that you should. But going through this exercise is going to give you that conviction. It's going to give you that assurance that you're headed in the right direction. So I'm going to summarize here that there are a few things that I take away from my grandfather's life um, as extreme examples of how I should conduct myself and how um, I should help others and how others can conduct themselves um, in a manner that would make them rise into better human beings and creating better environments for themselves and everyone around them. The first is lead by example. My grandfather did everything as an example. I don't know if, if that was his intention, but he used to repeat a something that from, from a great rabbi in, uh, in Washington Heights, New York. He would repeat from him, uh, Rabbi Schwab, a, um, a lesson that basically explained that when you, and if you want to parent your children, the best way that you can parent is to lead by example. And every time that you tell your child that they cannot do something or they need to conduct themselves a certain way and then you conduct yourself differently, you're undermining what you're showing them. And I know I'm my business coach. I, I've heard him say it time and time again that he can get up in front of the room and he can say what he needs to say for an hour or two hours and have everybody mesmerized and nodding their head. But what he finds is they never listen to that. But when he does something, they all copy him, right? And that's it. When you take action and people see you taking action, they follow your example, they follow your lead, and they take the same action. So lead by example is the first. The second is to love every human being and be in tune to the environment around you and pay attention to what other people need and see if you can go out of your way to make one person's life a better life that day. See if you can go out of your way to make one person's life better. Put a smile on somebody's face. See if there's a way that you can remove one little bit of anxiety or one little bit of worry or fear that they have. And if you do that every day, it becomes a habit. It becomes second nature. And you start to see these things automatically and it starts to become an automatic thing. And you start to become known as somebody who cares deeply about others. And finally, live with integrity. Conduct yourself with integrity. Put honesty above all else. Don't sacrifice your own self-worth in the sake of anything else, whether it's compliance with government rules, whether it is um, in your dealings with clients, whether it's in your dealings with vendors, whether it's in your dealings with other people, with family members. Don't make yourself less of a person by compromising your honesty, by compromising your integrity. If you stay in integrity, you will ultimately become the best version of yourself that you can be. And those are the things that I've taken and learned from my grandfather's life. And that's what I wanted to come and share with you today. And I hope that this helps you in some way. I hope that this impacts you in some positive way and you become a better person for it. As so that my grandfather 
um, may he rest in peace, can be uplifted by the fact that you have learned from his life and, um, and taken a piece of it and become a better person or made the world a better place because of it. So once again, thank you so much for joining me on this um, episode. A little bit different than, than the norm, but hopefully this was helpful, impactful, and um, I will uh, talk to you guys soon. Take care. Thank you for tuning into the Profit With Law podcast. Your feedback is extremely valuable to us as well as helping us reach more people with this valuable content. Please leave us a rating and review in your favorite podcast directory. Join us again next time when we are back with even more strategies to profit with law.